Hey, I'm Slander, and this moron that's gonna be doing this thing, his name's Dan. Welcome to the Aftermath. are run in a cycle of the news to where we almost become sick of them. What happened to the stories that dominated the news for such a long time? Did they ever figure out what the actor or actress's death was caused by? Who was the killer in that string of murders? Does the legendary creature exist, or was it made up by someone simply seeking attention? How did that one person die? Welcome to the Aftermath, where we hop in our time machines and figure out what ended up happening in the news stories we followed so intently and then never heard the ending to due to life smacking us in the face with more happenings. Forgotten story, the death of Casey Kasem. Certain voices on the radio will forever be famous throughout history. Wolfman Jack. You bet your sweet ass. Howard Stern. Keep on jiving, my brother. Larry King. He is too. Rush Limbaugh. Oh, that guy's good. Mel Blake. Hey, hey, slow down. Harry Carey. Seriously, I said slow down. Paul Harvey. Just to name a few. Another name on that list that can never be forgotten is the legendary Casey Kasem. Casey was the host of American Top 40. As someone who worked in radio, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was influenced by two people, Joe Nuxall, the announcer for the Cincinnati Reds, and Casey Kasem. Casey's voice was, for lack of a better word, soothing. His voice demanded attention. It was so unique, he did the voice for Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. So why is the spotlight on Kasem? His later years started one of the dirtiest fights between Casey's children and wife. So bizarre, in fact, that Casey's body ended up hidden in an unmarked grave on December 16th at Vestra Grobland, a cemetery in Oslo, Norway. How the hell did this end up happening? Brace yourself for one hell of a fight. This story is insane to begin with, but it ended up in a full-blown nuclear civil war between the infighting of family, Kaysen's adult children from his first marriage, and his wife of 30 years as they battled in court months before Kaysen died on June 15th at the age of 82. Imagine being near death and seeing all of this unfolding before your very eyes. Quote, This morning my family and I learned that dad's abusive wife Jeannie Thompson, Kaysen, and their daughter Liberty conned a cemetery in Norway into burying my dad there. His daughter Carrie Kaysen said on her Facebook page, even with all the letters from my father's friends and family stating that he wanted to be buried in the United States, the country in which he was born and raised, his wishes were once again ignored by his unfaithful wife. The backstory. Casey was born in Detroit, Michigan on April 27, 1932, to Lebanese Druze immigrants, Helen and Amin Kasem, who were grocers. Kasem's parents did not allow the children to speak Arabic and insisted they assimilate into the American life. He attended Wayne State University where he voiced children on the radio programs such as The Lone Ranger and Challenge of the Yukon. In 1952, Kasem was drafted into the U.S. Army and sent to Korea. There, he worked as a DJ and announcer on the Armed Forces Radio Network in Korea. In the year 2009, Kasem quietly retires. Let's hop into our time machine and go back to the year 1979. 
The president was Jimmy Carter. The vice president, Walter Mondale. Life expectancy, 73.9 years. Federal spending, $504.3 billion. Inflation was up 13.3%. Cost of a new home, $71,800. A first class stamp, 15 cents. A gallon of gas, 86 cents. A dozen eggs, 85 cents. And the cost of a gallon of milk, $1.62. Ah, the good old days. Casey was a divorced father of three, Gary, Mike, and Julie. And he then met secretary Jeannie Thompson at Casey's agent's office. A year later, they were married. Casey was 22 years older than Jean. You might have seen her on TV on the show Cheers, where she played the dissy blonde named Loretta Tortelli. Meet the family. His daughter Julie became a medical assistant. Gary followed in dad's footsteps as a broadcaster. And son Mike also does broadcasting in Singapore. At age 75 in 2007, Casey was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia. In 2009, he left radio. According to Gene, they became the ATM for the children. Allegedly, Casey cut them off. According to Gene Kasem, in 2007, Kasem's children convinced Casey to meet them at a UPS store for signing on specific documents. Gene alleges that Casey was on medication, had no glasses, and had sutures in his head. Gene alleges that Casey was asked to sign his life away and that he was out of it through medicine. An actual video exists of the incident in which Casey signs the documents in which he turned over the care to his children. Jean would go on to allege that she and daughter Liberty were being harassed. Kaysen stated that she had received a phone call in which she heard a loud bang over the phone and the call happened twice, in which she determined it was a gunshot. Jeannie also claims someone smashed in her front gate, stole her mail, and had surveillance tailing her and her daughter's actions. Jeannie claimed Casey's children asked the police and adult protective services to check up on Casey, and they were called by Carrie and Julie. Jeannie had taken Casey's to a posh resort on October of 2013. Carrie Kasem announced her father, Casey, had Parkinson's disease and it had been diagnosed in 2007. However, a few months later, she said he had Lewy body dementia to differentiate from Parkinson. It's the same condition that Robin Williams had. His condition left him unable to speak during his final months. Kasem had been quietly living with advanced Parkinson's disease for years. With his health deteriorating, things began to take a bizarre turn later that year, and they continued to spiral for years after his passing. Though he spent his last two weeks surrounded by his three children from his first marriage, the iconic radio personality died thousands of miles away from his home in California, a circumstance caused by the actions of his wife, Jean, that began months before his death on June 15th at the age of 82. As Kasem's health worsened in 2013, his wife, Jean, prevented any contact with him, mainly by his children from his first marriage. On October 1st, the children protested in front of the Kasem home. Some of Kasem's friends and colleagues and his brother joined the protest. The older Kasem children sought conservatorship over the father's care. Court denied their petition in November. Jean removed Kasem from his Santa Monica, California nursing home on May 7th. 2014. On May 12th, Carrie Case was granted temporary guardianship over her father. The entire fiasco then shifted to Las Vegas. Carrie had hired a private eye. He discovered where the Casems were located. They were hiding in a fancy hotel and resort. They 
then Jeannie put Hasty on a charter flight to Seattle. He was exactly 1,100 miles from where he had started just days earlier in respite. Again, the battle jumps to another town, this time the town of Silverdale, Washington. On June 6, 2014, Casey was reported to be in critical but stable condition in a hospital in Washington State, receiving antibiotics for the bed sores and treated for high blood pressure. It was revealed he had been bedridden for some time. A judge ordered separate visitation times for Kasem's wife and children from his first marriage. Judge Daniel S. Murphy ruled that Kasem had to be hydrated, fed, and medicated as a court-appointed lawyer reported his health status. Jean Kasem claimed that she had him removed from artificial food and water on the orders of a doctor and in accordance with a directive her father signed in 2007, saying he would not want to be kept alive if it, quote, would result in mere biological existence devoid of cognitive function, with no reasonable hope for normal functioning. Murphy reversed his order the following Monday, and it became known that Kasem's body was no longer responding to the artificial nutrition, allowing the family to place Kasem on a, quote, end-of-life measures over the objections of Gene Kasem. He was set to leave behind anywhere between 80 to $100 million in his estate. June 1st, Seattle the meat-throwing incident. Yes, you heard me right. After another court battle that played out in the media, Carrie successfully obtained guardianship, but when she arrived to transport her father to a hospital, she was met by Jeannie, who then threw raw meat at Carrie, quote, in the name of King David, unquote. Carrie and Julie decided they needed to go to court and try to get custody of their dad. Jean found out that the children were headed to court, and she made a dramatic move at 2.30 in the morning Doctors say Jeannie ordered Casey's surgically implanted nutrition tube and IV disconnected and checked him out of the rehab facility. The doctor in charge of Casey's care later wrote the following letter to police, quote, she was informed of the risk of doing so, was told she was placing Mr. Kasem in great bodily harm or possible demise. Casey was loaded into a black SUV and then disappeared into the darkness. He was taken to St. Anthony Hospital. Upon arriving, the doctor stated they should not expect Casey to be around long. His other causes for concern, when Casey finally arrived, it was determined that he was suffering from a urinary tract infection, a stage 3 ulcer on his back, septic shock, respiratory failure, a lung infection, and a myriad of other issues. And then, an immediate court date was scheduled for June 2nd in which Jean decided she was going to attempt to get Casey back, stating that the doctor where Kasem had been taken called for her, telling her to come get Casey. Jean arrived at the hospital and refused to leave without Casey. It was so loud, the police were even called. On June 6th, Julie called Jeannie and told her at the recommendation of the doctor they were going to stop nutrition and fluids because Casey was dying. Julie called Jeannie's lawyer. Jeannie and her daughter, Liberty, came and said they were only allowed to see Casey for a few moments. Jeannie said she was given five minutes to say goodbye to Casey. On June 15th, 2014, Casey Kasem died at St. Anthony Hospital in Gig Harbor, Washington, at the age of 82. The immediate cause of death was reported as sepsis caused by an ulcerated bed sore. His body was left in the custody of his widow. Reportedly, Kasem wanted to be buried in Forest Lawn Cemetery Memorial Park in Glendale, California. But rest assured, 
Just because Casey Kasem died doesn't mean this whole ordeal was over and that the fighting had ended. If anything, it just got ramped up to another level and both sides started accusing each other of killing Casey. Jeannie stated that the children were responsible for Casey's death and the children fought back with the same allegations toward Jeannie. June 16th, Seattle. Casey Kasem, after death, disappears again. And things took a really dramatic turn a month later when Carrie and her siblings sought to request an autopsy of their own to use as evidence in a pending elder abuse case. Quote, while I was across the street obtaining a temporary restraining order against Jean so we could get the autopsy, a friend of mine saw a cavalcade of vehicles outside the funeral home, says Winship. He asked them what was going on and they said they were moving Mr. Kaysom's remains to Canada. Ah, yes. The classic weekend at Bernie's move. Casey's body was kept in Canada on ice for weeks. Jeannie, his wife, had full control over the burial. But much as it was with Casey's end of life, any matter involving Casey was fought between Jeannie and Casey's children. Jeannie stated that Casey told her he wanted to be buried in Israel, although he had never been there. But the children maintained he wanted to be buried in Hollywood, California. By June 19th, a judge had granted Carrie Kasem a temporary restraining order to prevent Jean Kasem from cremating the body to allow the autopsy to be performed. However, when Carrie Kasem went to give a copy of the order to the funeral home, she was informed the body had been moved at the direction of Jean Kasem. Ah, weekend in Bernie's too. Kasem's wife had the body moved to a funeral home in Montreal, Canada on July 14, 2014. On August 14th, it was reported in Norwegian newspapers that Kasem was going to be buried in Oslo, Norway. Jean Kasem had him interred at Oslo Western Civil Cemetery on December 16, 2014 in an unmarked grave, more than six months after his death. The only people in attendance for Casey's burial was Jeannie and their daughter Liberty. In November 2015, three of Kasem's children and his brother sued the widow for wrongful death. The lawsuit charges Jean Kasem with elder abuse and inflicting emotional distress on the children by restricting access before his death. A 2018 police investigation initiated by a private investigator working for Jean found that he had received appropriate medical care while in Washington and that there was no evidence that was pointing to homicide. The suits were settled in 2019. Was it a case of a Disney scenario with the wicked evil stepmother or was it a case like the Descendants where Mal and other kids are determined they're going to take over? In 2018, Gig Police concluded their investigation, stating that the children were totally in their rights to pull the plug on Casey and that there was no evidence of homicide. Kasem is buried in an unmarked grave in Norway. In 2019, Gene Kasem and Casey's children ended a nuclear battle and came to an agreement five years for an undisclosed settlement, both in the case of the children and Jeannie's lawsuits were dismissed. Special thanks to CBSNews.com, TheFamousPeople.com, 48 Hours, CNN, People Magazine, and HollywoodReporter.com. For the Aftermath, I'm your host, Daniel Hudson. Peace!